Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Well, all right. Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 11th day of March, 2022. Today is Friday. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Hello. Happy 311 Day, Big J. So, 311, man. How do you plan on celebrating? Uh, Listen to 311? I don't believe you for one second. All day long? Especially considering how long it took you to get to that answer. But I certainly say to all of those that do celebrate, happy 311 Day. Yeah, buy some tickets to the show coming up. Yeah, March 21st, excuse me, May 21st at the uh, Revolution Center. Tickets are available at xrock.com. You can go check them out if you'd like. And they always are great live, that's for sure. And they have their whole big streaming uh, thing that's going on today, too. So if you do want to celebrate from home, you certainly can. Yeah. By enjoying some live performances as they continue to go all out on today. Why not, right? Might as well. It did seem like it took them a while to kind of lean into it, though, didn't it? Yeah, they've been doing it, I think, for a while now. I know, but they've been around since, like, the early 90s, you know? Sure, but... And I, but, but the other part of it is I don't necessarily think it's their fault because I, I don't think, like... An official date for everything became a thing until like the mid 2010s. <laughs> yeah. You know, where we started talking right. about everything had a day, or if you had, like, you know, uh, again, Star Wars has been around since the 70s, but May the 4th didn't become a thing until like, I don't know, it seems like 2010. Maybe when the, 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 the second trilogy came out is when we started kind of making a big deal about it. Because don't forget, for a while, there wasn't really a whole lot of Star Wars news to talk about, especially when it came to new stuff. So, while it was still a part of the collective consciousness, it wasn't that big of a deal. But now, it seems like every day there's new Star Wars news to celebrate. Or be angry at Big J. Welcome to America. Yeah. Today on the show, we are straight up jam-packed full of people that are going to pop by to wrap up the week. Uh, in a few minutes, Scott New from Firebird Raceway. Going to call in. We're going to talk about the big Boise Roadster show that is taking over Expo Idaho this weekend beginning today. Lots of cool guests, lots of amazing cars coming into town that you can check out with your kids if you want. And we'll get all the details on that. Lounge at the end of the universe is packed again this weekend. Welly Jackson's going to come in here along with Jen Adams. We're going to talk about all the fun that's happening at the lounge this weekend. Always lots going on. We got your tickets to Monster Jam, which is happening this weekend, too. It's like, geez, man, pick something and roll with it, baby. You got tons of choices to do something this weekend. Which one of those are you going to do? Uh, I have uh, family coming in, so probably none of those. Nice. Enjoy a little bit of family time, yeah. huh? Hosting the uh, the sister, that's right, right? Well, they're not staying at our house. No, but you're going to host them yeah. at some point over at your house. A couple times. Uh, so that will be very fun for you. Congratulations. I've got the, uh, the kids this weekend as well, so we shall be having a good weekend all around here, despite Daylight Savings Time, which will be another topic of conversation this morning. But let's get started with some music. Red Hot Chili Peppers kicking things off here on the morning after on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, something crazy happened not too far away from here yesterday. Oregon State Police reported that a small plane had to make an emergency landing on I 84 in eastern Oregon on Thursday afternoon. Plane lost power mid-flight, so the two occupants that were in the plane had to make an emergency landing on westbound I-84 right around Grand, which is about, I don't know, two and a half hours away from here. 
On arrival, the police found the plane had landed safely, reported no injuries, didn't run into any vehicles either, and they were able to avoid the plane. So it was pretty Damn. amazing. No reported damage to any vehicles or anything like that, too. So, I mean, it just was one of those deals where emergency planning had to be, or emergency landing had to be made on the freeway. And they executed it to perfection. And pretty impressive to do so. You know, I imagine the stress level is probably pretty high. The plane had no power, and they were still able to glide it in and take care of business on the freeway. So, way to go. Because that had to be probably pretty freaky. No kidding. And if you're driving around the Grand Oregon yesterday, that probably had to be a pretty interesting sight to see, too. Not something you see every day. That is for sure. So, well done to everybody involved. Glad there was no injuries. Glad there was... No reports of accidents because of it. Just one of those things, man. Sometimes planes lose power, I guess. Lucky enough for that not to happen while I'm in one. Hey, that's it, babe. Major League Baseball's 99-day lockout's over, Big J. How say you? Oh, great. The owners and players agreed to a new labor deal. Spring training camps will open up today with players required to report by Sunday. And even though Rob Manfred had earlier announced the cancellation of each team's first four series of the games... He said, nah, I didn't mean it, guys. Come on. There's going to be a full 162-game season. After all, opening day pushback just one week to April 7th, and then the regular season will be extended by three days to October 5th. About three games per team will be made up as part of double headers. Of course, besides the economic issues that were resolved, there was a new agreement on some permanent changes to the game, including universal designated hitter. The postseason teams increased from 10 to 12. And baseball will now have an amateur draft lottery. So they're hoping that that will avoid the tanking side of things. Which certainly has happened in baseball. But it's back. Do you care, Big J? No. And I think that's the problem. Um, While, you know, even though it was a lot of uh, pushing back and forth, there's not a whole lot of time that was missed and they won't miss any games or anything like that. Uh, I'm not sure they made enough leeway or changes to the game that make it more interesting, which is... Bring back the roids. Problem. Bring back the roids. Like, like, like we have previously discussed, I don't think that would make you watch either. Uh, but certainly they're coming back, so there's that. Hey, rest in peace, Big J, to Luis Rodriguez. He passed away at 81 years old yesterday. Uh, he was on Sesame Street for 45 years, a big part of our childhood. I remember him as well. Uh, he was the uh, Mr. Fix-It owner. The fix-it shop owner. And he had been uh, battling cancer since December of 2020. And he put up a good fight but passed away uh, over the last couple of days. And the information was released to People Magazine that he was uh, he was gone by his family. Of course, he has the record for longest-running role for a Mexican-American in a TV series. And if you watch Sesame Street at all as a kid, you are familiar with Emilio's work and Luis the character. So... Uh, we say, yeah. may a flock of angels sing thee to thy rest. I can't remember. You didn't watch a lot of Sesame Street, right? No. Was there a reason? Yeah, it's public access TV. You felt you were we too were good for that? very bougie and cable. <laughs> you had cable as a kid? Oh, yeah. What? I just said we were bougie. I know, but I mean, like, I didn't even know that was a thing until oh, maybe, yeah. like, you were nine or ten. But Sesame Street at that point, that's like three, four, Listen, five. I stuff. have no cogs- uh, cognizant memories of watching Sesame Street probably did but I don't remember any of those educational shows growing up look at me no no Mr. Rogers no Sesame Uh, Street I do remember watching Mr. Rogers okay Uh, but that may be the extent of it yeah 
No electric company with Morgan Freeman? No. None of that? Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, Scott New is going to join us talking about the Boise Roadster Show. <laughs> Mammoth Wolfgang Van Halen. That is Epiphany here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Beginning today out at Expo Idaho, it is another huge event. The Boise Roadster Show is taking things over this weekend. And the place behind it is Firebird Raceway, which is an amazing fun little place to be and take the family for all the cool things and now you can do exactly that at Expo Idaho and the man behind Firebird Raceway is Scott New who happens to get up and join us on the show this morning to talk about all the cool things happening at the Roadster Show. Good morning Scott it's good to talk to you again man. How are you? I imagine you're pretty excited. Oh it's great to visit with you guys. You know you can sense that springtime's coming every year the roadster show is an event that gets the automotive juices flowing and we are absolutely thrilled to be hosting it this weekend at expo idaho yeah and i gotta think that uh, especially uh the last couple years i mean this it feels even uh more like it's time for this to happen and uh, an exciting event because it has been so long it's an event that's near and dear to our family started back in the early 1970s the the original first feature car that my dad brought to Boise when it was none other than the Batmobile, hmm. uh, you know, when it was in its prime and glory. And today we've got so many different uh, interesting cars and trucks and bikes. And it's really uh, an amazing show that has seven states represented this weekend. And we even have uh, our first competitor in two years that has come all the way from Vernon, British Columbia, Canada, which uh, really gets us excited as well because the Canadians have so- supported not only our show, but the racetrack as well over the years. Yeah, pretty awesome, man. It's never a dull moment at the uh, the Roadster Show. There's always so much to see. And I know you are not messing around when it comes to some of the names that you're bringing in this year. And I'm sure the Bridging Rides crew is happy that they're coming back into town too, yes? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a real honor for us to have Dave Kendig, Kev Dog. They're bringing three cars that have never appeared in a show before and debuting them this weekend. Uh, they've all been built on the TV show, and of course they're one of the preeminent builders uh, in the nation, and it's, uh, it's going to be cool having those guys here all three days, signing autographs, getting photos. They're bringing their big semi that's going to be uh, set up out front and in, in, in front of the expo complex, so yeah, it's it's going to be fun. Cars and, and classic cars, all of them just woven into the history of America. And you're talking about your family going way back. I mean, I, I have fond memories, too, of the Roadster Show. We had George Barris come into studio uh, thanks yep. to the Roadster Show. Those are just some some great memories. And, and a lot of the you know younger folks uh, going way back, you know, now they're adults and they own their own classic cars. I'm sure you hear lots of stories from them uh, coming through the, about, about their life and how the Roadster Show has been a part of it for so long for them. Well, you know, I grew up in this and my two brothers, John and Brad, we all, since we were in grade school, we you know haven't ever missed one of these shows. And there's so many people just like us that, you know, were kids. Now they're parents, and, and many of which have become grandparents. There's uh, many different things that we see through the course of time where there's three generations represented, not only here at our Roadster Show, but throughout the season at the, the drag strip as well. Scott New joins us. Of course, the Boise Roadster Show happening all weekend long out there at Expo Idaho. It's certainly going to be a great time. And, you know, if you've been 
and out, you know there's an amazing amount of cars out there, and people come from all over the country and now internationally to be a part of this thing. And, it's, of course, it's nice to see these, but the reason that they're coming is the gold mark, man. They take this stuff seriously, and they really want to walk away with that award. I'm sure it's incredibly important to those that are part of this show, right? Yeah, the gold mark is the crown jewel of the Roadster Show. There's there's a handful of big awards that these guys will spend five and ten years building their cars to shoot for. The Riddler in Detroit, the America's Most Beautiful Roadster in, in Pomona, California. The gold mark is the, the, you know, the pinnacle thing that we give away every year on Sunday evening, and we've got a whole amazing array of cars that we'll all be hoping to take that home this weekend. It makes it tough for the judges, though, man, with, with the caliber of cars coming in. Uh, that will not be an easy award to decide on, but, but they're good at what they do, and tremendous amount of love that goes into these cars, as well as some tall, tall uh, greenbacks. <laughs> and, uh, but it's fun to be able to show them to the public so everybody can see them throughout the three days. Not to get too far into the weeds, but what goes into judging a car? It's the attention to detail, the fit, the finish. They all have to run. They're not garage queens. They all have to be able to go forward, go backwards. But the top of the food chain, I mean, they are definitely detailed down to the point where they almost put white gloves on to go underneath and, and find where maybe they didn't uh, pay as close attention under the dash, under the car. And plus the, you know, the, the look of it, you know, it's, it's got to have just that right look as well. Absolutely, man. Uh, it's, it's fun to remember every once in a while that, yes, there's a lot of cool things to see, but also there's a pretty intense competition going on this weekend at the Boise Roadster Show, and people take it very, very seriously as well they should. Scott, best place to go for information and or tickets for this weekend, sir? You know, our website's firebirdonline.com. You can get tickets either online or at region-wide O'Reilly Auto Parts stores. So it's convenient either which way. And be sure and bring the kids. I mean, that's the best part about it is seeing the grandkids and the kids come to our events. They're the future of what this is all about. So we highly encourage, you know, that side of it. It's definitely an event for the entire family. Check it out this weekend out at Expo Idaho. You won't be sorry. Scott, always good to talk to you. Great to catch up again. And much success this weekend, my friend. Thanks a bunch. That is Metallica. That is the Unforgiven here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. Gather around, kids. It is story time from Big J. I am ready. Yeah, you know what? Uh, here's the thing. Uh, make sure when uh, concerts come up that you uh, that you love a band. Uh, maybe you don't even know that you love a band. You you want to see them because I have some deep regrets, Nick. And earlier in my career, uh, this is a situation that unfolded because even though I was just 25 back in 2001, I was monumentally naive. Right? I was very green. I was emotionally underdeveloped. All of those things. Uh, and uh, I had you know I want to say I was a bit sheltered in high school and. So uh, I was just, uh, I was very gullible and uh, the folks here, not all of them, but some of them would take advantage of that here at work uh, for the purposes of creating comedy for everybody else. And uh, I understand that now and it's okay because I survived it and I lived through it. But, uh, you know, some in some respects you might think that was cruelty. But uh, our, our boss at the time, uh, Jason, who was also Afternoon Drive, had come up with this great idea because Pantera was coming to town uh-huh. uh, and with nothing face out at the Idaho Center and uh, they were putting together like this meet and greet thing and there was going to be an interview with Pantera and uh, you know all of a sudden they had this great idea they're like hey you know what Jay you should do the interview I should interview Pantera 
Um, and so I was like, who's Pantera? Oh, you didn't know who they were well, at the time. That's part of where this comes into play. Like, I didn't know who a lot of these bands were. And uh, I was also, you know, relatively religious at the time. And so um, they had convinced me that Pantera was a Christian band. For the most part, and you decided not to do any research of your own. Yeah, of course to... not. No, uh, I'm just going up based on what people tell me. Nothing's changed, uh, to be perfectly <laughs> honest in that regard. But the the thing is, is that they wanted me to take some Bibles in to have them autograph. <laughs> and so, and I'm like, are you sure? Like this is this is this can't be. I was there was some hesitation on my part. No I was saying because doesn't the religious part of you kind of go? Is that? Yeah, a- yeah. I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> this seems really strange. And, and I'm like, okay. And so uh, as we're getting close to the show, I mean, it was, it was starting to get a big deal, and and I was excited. But here's what happened: I got really sick. Like, I mean, we're talking flu. I mean, it's one of the only couple times I've ever really had the flu. There's been two times that I can remember, and it was really bad, and I I couldn't do it. I mean, we were all super bummed out. Um, But looking back on that, uh, I I was like, oh, man, I super regret not being able to go to that show because Pantera. Now we know, of course, uh, that would have been uh, super awesome. Not only that, but I would have had a chance to to meet Pantera and, you know, uh, something that I would deeply appreciate now, you know, looking back and seeing, but, you know, without Vinny and without Dimebag now, all of those things. So uh, that was a huge, huge bummer. Uh, for for me, but at the same time, like I don't know what would have happened, man, because who knows how they would have taken that and 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 just listen. I got thrown to the wolves a lot in that way, and uh, and it's okay because it's worked out for me. But sometimes that might not be the best thing to do to people. <laughs> It doesn't sound like you have a whole lot of regrets other than not going to the show. Yeah, I mean, and it, it really, I mean, I was super sick. Uh, just, but that, and I, obviously, I didn't want to get the band sick either. Sure, sure. But I mean, in your career, you have, I, I uh, imagine, have been able to meet all the members of Pantera separately, right? No. Like, oh, well, well when, yeah, yeah, did, yeah, you're right. Separately, I mean, with. Um, uh, with uh, Dimebag and and um, with Vinny, um, with the other band, Damage, Damage Plan, um, certainly, and Hell Yeah, of course, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I've met Phil in person though. Oh, really? I don't think that that's happened, and I don't think I. We did have interviewed him out at Rock in the Range, and we've had him on the show. Yeah, but yeah. in person, no, I don't think that's uh, that's ever been the case. So. Well, then, no, we didn't interview him on a rock on the Rock. No, no. That would have been in yeah. person, right? So, uh, but either way, uh, regrets, you've had a few, but I think you are fairly happy that you probably didn't go to that show considering how sick you were. Yeah. You have to sometimes make those tough decisions, too. But, yes, it is true. It is easy to have those regrets, especially when bands or people aren't around anymore. You can regret that for sure. So, uh, that reminds you, there are some concerts coming up. Make sure you go to them if you can. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, we got your important stuff. Plus, we're going to hell. In the news today. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Sunday, 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 Big J. By the time you wake up, you have lost an hour of sleep. As daylight savings time will happen in the overnight hours between late Saturday night and early Sunday morning as we move clocks forward an hour for daylight savings time and i don't want to get anybody excited but i'm thinking that we're as close as we have ever been to getting rid of moving our clocks one way or the other because the house energy and commerce subcommittee had a bunch of testifying going on yesterday about whether or not it's a smart idea 
to continue doing this stuff. And law professor Steve Calarendo testified before the committee and said that, you know, one of the reasons why we need to get rid of it is because nobody understands why we do it. Like, for instance, we talked about this yesterday and you said, why do you think daylight savings time is a thing? Uh, farming. Right. And that is answer is 100% incorrect. And that's one of the things that Steve brought up in his testimony. He's like, if you ask anybody why they think we do daylight savings time, it's to help the farmers. And that answer is incorrect. The reason why we actually did daylight savings time was in World War II, we were told by a bunch of studies done by other places in the world that did daylight savings that it was a great way to help save energy costs for your country. And then that way, when we cut down on energy costs, we can use that particular money to help fund the war effort. So it was a way for the country to save money on energy costs. That's why we did it. Farming had nothing to do with daylight savings time. Now, it could have some runoff on it, but that was not the reason why we did it. It was not to benefit farmers. It was to benefit everybody at least we thought, and save energy consumption for everybody, especially the government and money, so that they could put that money towards the war effort in World War II. Well, it never changed, of course, and everybody just jumped on board, assuming that the farmers needed the extra day of daylight, when farmers are like, dude, I get up when the sun rises no matter what time it is. I got bleat to do. The clock matters not to me, man. Right. And so uh, they did a study back in 2008 and 2017 and said, okay, we do this to save energy. How much energy are we saving? And they said that they, they found out that daylight savings time actually does save energy, Big J, but it's 0.003% of electricity consumption over the year is saved with daylight savings time, which means we're not saving anything. We never were. It's just kind of like bells and whistles to make it seem like we were doing something important for the war effort and we were making, we were all doing something. You know, we were all sacrificing something to help the war effort when in reality we weren't saving that much money. Now, it was money, but not that much. And so that's one of the reasons why they say we need to do it. First of all, nobody knows why we actually do it. And the reason that we do it isn't actually as impactful as anybody thinks. Now, it doesn't mean anything's going to happen because once again, our, our political system is so broken that literally the only thing that's happening in Congress right now that's bipartisan is a bill to stop daylight savings time and we still can't push it through. I mean, it's absolutely... What's, who's stopping it? <laughs> I don't... I just They're just not putting it to a vote. And so that's again how broken it... And by the way, some of these laws have been in the system for three years or bills have been in the system for two, three years and nobody's voting on them. Right now there's four separate bills that have the ability to stop daylight savings time. Now, again, once again, the problem with our political system is there's a bunch of other goofy bleep all wrapped up in those bills, too, sometimes that make it difficult for things to pass because we can't just have a bill that says stop daylight savings time. We have to tack on 500 other things to it because our system is broken. So I don't know if it's going to happen, but there's a lot of testimony over the last couple of days that are telling people how ridiculous and pointless this has been for a very long time. But, again, a vast majority of the country will change their clocks on Sunday. Maybe if we're lucky, it'll be the last time we have to do it. But uh, for those of you that live in Arizona or Hawaii or that little county in Indiana that doesn't change your clocks, enjoy it. You are doing things the right way. And sometimes we're catching up with you and other times we're not. But uh, it's... It's nuts. Now, again, there are some differences between the bills that are in the House. Some that just say, hey, let's stop doing it. Others say, let's give the states the right to change it, which, by the way, they already do. <laughs> I mean, states can change daylight savings time if they want to. Uh, hence yeah, why we have we Hawaii and Arizona. But nobody's doing it because, again, why? 
So hopefully this is it, but I'm not holding my breath. It's been a while. We've had the same argument for years. You know, we, we probably could manipulate the Idaho State Legislature into making this happen if we demonized Time, you know, the daylight savings time is some sort of leftist communist sort right. of rule. Right. We'll just say it's one of the. Say, <laughs> yeah. It's like, just it's part of critical race theory. Yeah, so it, it is part of critical race theory. Let it start here. I mean, it's just as fictional, so why not? Major League Baseball's 99-day lockout ended yesterday. That's it. Rob Manford made the announcement, so baseball will happen. April 7th will be opening day. Spring training starts on Sunday. Free agency started last night. So it is uh, all pedal to the metal to try to get this thing going from uh, beginning on April 7th. Some of the big changes, there will now be a universal DH. They are expanding the amount of playoff teams from 10 to 12, and there will now be an amateur draft lottery, plus the minimum salary moved up and the salary, uh, not the salary cap, but the uh, luxury tax uh, moved around as well. So uh, all the money stuff was figured out, I guess. I didn't see how long the deal is before our next work stoppage, but I'm guessing it's, it's several years down the road. Congratulations to your Boise State Broncos men's basketball team. Uh, they held on. They needed every second of the game to knock off number eight Nevada, but they did. 71-69. Nevada missed a three-pointer at the buzzer. A wide-open three-pointer, by the way. It was actually pretty bad defense by the Broncos. The Wolfpack probably should have won that game with the look that they had, but they got lucky and they missed it, and the Broncos hold on, so they'll take on number four Wyoming at 6.30 tonight in the semifinals of the Mountain West uh, Conference Championship. That's great news because that's usually not the way the ball bounces for the Boise State Broncos. It's true. They, in basketball. They have, they have issues in this particular tournament. We'll see if they hold on. So far, by the way, uh, in the Mountain West tournament, everything's been chalk. There has been absolutely zero upsets. So yeah, That'd be great if they won the whack or the whack. Oh, no. <laughs> they won the Mountain West and the tournament. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. It'd be the first time for both those things. Big J, uh, it's crazy, but you remember us talking about Ashley Judd and the issue that she had when she broke her leg? Oh, God, yeah. It was a terrible situation. I guess we didn't know how terrible it really was. No, she almost she, died. I know. Now we're talking about it. Yeah. because I, I mean, talked about it then. Well, I mean, I, we didn't know she almost bled to death. We knew she had a compound it, fracture it broken of, leg. There, it took her days to get out of there, it's right? It's crazy. So... Well, here's what happened. She was, not days, five hours she was stuck. But the 53-year-old actress shattered her leg in four places, compound fracture style, while she was hiking in the Republic of Congo last February. And she was stuck there for five hours before somebody was able to reach her. Uh, according to her, it was a long journey through the jungle. That's where it took her to get like actual help. Now, she wasn't stuck in the jungle for a bunch of days, but it did take her a couple of days to get to a proper hospital because she was in the Congo. So she wasn't like stuck in the jungle for a bunch of days, but it did take her a while to get there. But she was in the hospital for nine days, and then she was medevaced to Tennessee, but she was hemorrhaging. She didn't. Her leg didn't have a pulse. Uh, she, if she didn't get medevac to Europe, she would have bled to death. So her her leg was really, really messed up. And she is lucky that she's still there. But I mean, I guess that goes to show you: be careful, especially when you're hiking in the Congo, Big J. You never know. Uh, it doesn't really say what happened. Like, did she trip on something, or did she fall, or slip, or fall off a cliff? I don't know. But either way, it was not a good accident, and she's lucky to still be able to use her leg. That's for sure. Who plays Ashley Judd in the movie about Ashley Judd breaking her leg in the Congo? Would you watch a Ashley Judd hiking movie? Well, I'm sure that, you know, Hollywood can dra- dramatize it in some other ways. Uh, I'm guessing she could probably play herself. Why not? It just does she want to relive that, though? Uh, probably not. No. Yeah, though, the, I'm, 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 trust me, when she closes her eyes, she probably relives every moment of it. That's the kind of stuff that doesn't go away. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff. The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Serious question, Big J. And and I want you to, to answer this as honestly as you can. Do you think we collectively, as a people, have gotten just really, really dumber over the last 30 years? Or do you think because of the internet, we are just more enlightened by how many different dumb things happen on a regular basis and the publicity that they get, and therefore it seems like it's more prominent? Oh, I think it's the latter. I think it's more prominent. I think we've always been dumb. We've always been dumb. Yeah. It's just now we get more, the, the, the ability to go viral highlights those dumb things. Yes. I think maybe you're right. But I also think like a situation like this, I don't know if it would happen like 40 years ago when we were kids. But we're going to Fraser Township, Township, Michigan for today's We're Going to Hell story. And if you live in that part of the country, this time of year is prime for a particular pastime that would be ice fishing and while uh, i think maybe if you wanted to and you sought it out you could do some ice fishing in idaho it's not a huge thing as much as fishing is here yeah not like really, in wisconsin or right where Minnesota. like you you spend forty thousand dollars on like a shanty to set up on the pond and do fishing and you you really kind of put out the decks and you go out there for a full four days and you're essentially camping on the pond all that kind of stuff so it's a big money hobby it's a very big pastime around this time of year around the wisconsin michigan kind of side of things and that's where we find ourselves because it's also kind of late in the year for ice fishing but a couple of dudes went out last week, and they decided uh, on the Sagan Bay, and they decided they want to do some ice fishing. They set up their their little uh, shanty. They carved a hole in the ice. They had a couple of adult beverages, and they were having fun. But on day two, Big J, things went wrong. A little bit of a heat wave. The ice wasn't nearly as strong as they thought it would. Uh-oh. And sure enough, Big J, some of their stuff went in. The shanty started to sink, and they fell in the ice as well. No! There were a couple other people on that pond, a little bit stronger and more solid foundation. They were able to call the fire department, and they had to send out a bunch of crews to rescue these two guys and drag them out of the ice, right? Yeah. That sucks. Not great. And so, you know, you would think, lesson learned, Big J. But here we are, four days later after that rescue. Guess what had to happen? 4.30 p.m. on Wednesday afternoon of this week, the same two people had to be rescued from the exact same spot on the pond because they sunk in again. Well, you're doing this wrong, guys. This time, their boat capsized as they were trying to go down and rescue some of their gear that they had lost at the oh, bottom of the okay. lake. Well, that's understandable. So they were trying to get in there, and this time they capsized and couldn't get back up on the boat. So the fire department that's had to be just, called that's again. Super bad luck. Uh, but also, I mean, some things are just lost. You know what I mean? I mean, that pond was pretty deep. The bay is pretty deep. You're not. And by the way, they didn't recover anything. So they did all of that for nothing. And they lost the boat. And they lost the boat. And they had to be rescued a second time four days after the first time they were rescued from like the Apple inc- Dumpling Gang. Incredibly cold water. So there's insanity where you do the same thing again and again. But I think it takes a whole new level when you incorporate freezing ice water as well. So I don't know if they have learned their lesson, but they have been identified as a 23-year-old named Jonathan Dottie and a 29-year-old is Nicholas Mullins from Mount Morris, Michigan, uh, both of them old enough to know better. 
but they did have to leave behind a couple of snowmobiles, some fishing equipment, and a pop-up camper due to the large crack of the ice, and those things are lost, I guess, uh, for the rest of the way. But, yeah, do not go back out on that pond, y'all. I mean, you're 0 for 2. Time to chalk it up as a loss. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. Rob here from Treasure Valley Subaru and the Idaho Center pre-owned Superstore. Sublime Santeria here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. You do a lot of in-person shopping. You enjoy doing that kind of stuff. But when's the last time you went to an actual department store, Big J? A department store? Correct. Oh, I don't remember. So it's been a while. What do we consider a department store? Uh, That's a good question. What do you consider a department store? I mean, I went to Carhartt store over the Christmas season. Is that a department store? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they have like uh, mostly out, they have outdoor stuff there too, don't they? Yeah. I, I know. I don't think I would count like that or like a, a you know an er, a bass a pro shop kind of like a department yeah. store. I don't think. I'm thinking you would have to go like to like a Sears or a Kohl's. Sears still around? Kohl's. Uh, yeah, I haven't been in a Kohl's. I haven't been in any of those kind of stores in a while. And that's part of the problem. Uh, Big J is one of the things that is going the way of the dodo is the actual department store. Now, uh, I don't think anybody considers Target a department store, but they used to be, I think. But now they're more like a retail store because you can get food and stuff at Target and you you can't at normal department stores. It's usually there for lifestyle things, clothing, that kind of stuff. But Mm -hmm. you had mentioned one of them, Kohl's. Uh, It is changing things up. It does not want to be known as a department store anymore. The chain is overhauling its brand and making moves, including basically shrinking down the size of their store to half of what they currently are and overhauling what they actually sell in their stores across the country. Uh, They're adding Sephora mini stores to around three quarters of its 1,100 U.S. stores, including the one here in Boise, and they're trying to evolve their position from a department store into a more lifestyle concept-centered active and casual store. That's a mouthful. Lifestyle. That's a mouthful. So if I said that to you, what do you think that means they're going to sell? No idea. (laughs) The same stuff they've been selling? No, actually. uh, They're getting rid of almost all of their, like, dress and traditional business clothing. Like, you could go to Kohl's and buy an outfit for, like, a job interview. That's not happening anymore. Uh, What's happening is they're moving towards, like, active wear and other trends accelerated by the pandemic, which means they're going to sell a bunch of fitness products. You're going to go there for, like, breathable active wear and Spanx and that kind of workout clothes and things that keep you active and comfortable is what they're focusing on. And then you can also go there for high-end makeup from Sephora. So it's a little bit of a clashing of stuff because I don't know if, you know, high-end makeup and Spanx, you know, kind of for your yoga class end up working out together. Yeah, leggings. Still, it's one of those deals where you can go to and, and get those things and they're changing it. They're obviously focusing on the female side of things as well. That's where they they realize their bread is buttered and so they're going to focus on that. So if you do happen to wander into a Kohl's, Big J, and you want to get workout clothes, it's going to look a little bit different than it has in the past because they want to stay relevant. They want to keep up with the stuff that is current and they want to get people like you that have haven't been in a Kohl's in a while into a Kohl's. Yeah, that's not going to do it. You don't maybe bound to buy makeup for the wife? Get her a no. gift card or something? It, I'm not saying you buy her a palette. That ain't going to happen. But, uh, you know, maybe get her a gift card so she can buy something herself? No. No? <laughs> Why not? 
because she buy the stuff for herself. Well, I know, but she still... And then tell a- me that she bought it for herself, for oh, me. I forgot. You don't get your wife anything. Uh, morning After with Nick and Big J. That's the Coles update, so be on the lookout for new things around the area when it comes to that kind of stuff. But department stores, they're not going to be around much anymore. Here's traffic. And you're right. I mean, the Town Square Mall probably should have told you that. The department stores have been disappeared from there for a while. The Macy's, the I Sears. mean, I haven't been to the Town Square Mall in a while. That's the other part of it. Uh, because, you know, you don't really... Everything else you can get, I suppose, what, do you grab it online? Or do you go to a particular store that you need for, like, clothing or things like that? Uh, yeah, I have a particular clothes. The Fat Guy store. There's one of those. But it's not out in the mall, you know. Right, you right. You do that online, and there's a store I go in sometimes here. There you go. Morning After with Nick and Big J. So maybe if Coles had the Fat Guy store closed, you'd be into it? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll send him a letter, see what happens. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Print the Press is Big J. The American Psychological Association's Stress in America poll came out yesterday. Oh, God. They do this every single year. But for the first time in the history of the poll, the American Psychological Association called the results, quote, startling. And that's never good. Unprecedented levels of stress in America. Currently. 87% 87% of us say that we are currently stressed out over the uh, war that is happening in the invasion of Ukraine, uh, calling it terrifying to watch. The same percentage said the mental health, our mental health has been greatly affected by a, quote, constant stream of crises without a break over the last five years. That, I suppose, makes sense between yes. the pandemic and everything else that's been happening in the last five years. It seems like it never stops. And one of the lead study people that put this all together, Lynn Bufka, said the sharing the shared feeling of stress of America is what's really surprising. They said that they usually don't see 80% of people telling us that they have a particular stressor in one particular year. And this year they have more than four of 80% of Americans are stressed out by this particular topic. Cyber attacks, nuclear threats, Ukraine, prices... All that stuff are up there when it comes to stress levels. Yeah. And so now we've got some real issues that we need to take care of. So uh, it gives us an opportunity to once again talk about taking care of your mental health, man. I mean, it, it needs to be a priority for each and every one of us. Because, you know, this whole life thing can be stressful sometimes. Being an adult and trying to make decisions and navigating through all this stuff can be difficult sometimes and the stress and anxiety can weigh you down and so trying to find a way be that through professional help or other outlets to get you that mental health relief that you need is paramount i mean it's something that you really need to focus on because you know that can go south on you real quick and when it does it's never good yeah it looks like it's not going to stop anytime soon no no like it's only to get worse from here none of those things so Buckle in, take care of yourself, and take care of that mental health. And no, and sometimes, again, it it helps to know that you're not by yourself. But rest assured, there are plenty of us that are stretched out and have anxiety over a bunch of things. 
Baseball's back, baby. They agreed on a new collective bargaining agreement. The season's going to start on April 7th. A spring training will kick up this weekend. Free agency's already ongoing, so they finally came to an agreement yesterday, and there will be all 162 games played, just not going to start until April 7th. The season will expand by three days, and they'll try to logjam all those games in, in that time with a bunch of doubleheaders and stuff like that. Ben Simmons made his return to Philadelphia last night. The boos were in. The uh, Nets blew out the 76ers, though, 129-100. to Even though Ben Simmons didn't play because he's dealing with the back issue, he still heard the boos. But somebody who did play and didn't play very well, James Harden, against his former team, and it just wasn't enough. The 76ers were never in that game. They lost by damn near 30. Looks like there was another big trade in the NFL yesterday. They're still finalizing the deal, but the Chicago Bears look like they're parting ways with Khalil Mack, sending him to the L.A. Chargers, according to media reports. And it didn't take much to get him. Second-round pick and a sixth-round pick in return for Khalil Mack. Of course, he's 31. He's going into a ninth, his ninth NFL season, uh, and he had been banged up for most of the season last year and really hasn't had the impact that the Bears were hoping when they gave up a coup to get the NFL Defensive Player of the Year back in 2016. It has not worked out. The Bears have not made much of an impact, and so they're moving on from Khalil Mack and his huge, gigantic contract, and the Chargers are happy to pick it up, I guess, as they're going to go Looks like the Chargers are going all in because Justin Herbert's in the last year of his rookie deal, so they are going to have some real cap issues coming forward. That's the time to do it. Might as well go all in now and try to make a push. Boise State beat Nevada yesterday 71-69 to to move on to the semifinals of the Mount West Tournament. They take on Wyoming tonight on CBS Sports Network as they try to make a run to the final of the Mount West Championship. Of course, the Boise State Broncos are the number one seed. Didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday, but Rob Zombie made it official on his Instagram that Munsters movie he's making, it's for the whole family, dude. It's going to be rated PG. For the first time in Rob Zombie's career, he is not making a rated R movie. He's got seven films under his belt. All of them have been rated R for depictions of violence and horror, but Rob Zombie said that the monster, the Munsters are a family show, always have been, and have been a comedy show. So if you thought the Munsters were going to be dirty, violent, nasty, well, you're wrong. It's good, wholesome family fun from Rob Zombie on Mockingbird Lane. No release date for the film yet, but it is expected to skip theaters and head right to a streaming service this year. Which one that is has yet to be determined, which is weird to me. You would think that there'd be some sort of financing attachment to it, but apparently not. Uh, Or if there is a deal, it hasn't been announced yet, but it will be coming soon to a TV near you. Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got uh, something happening here uh, for this weekend. A lot of stuff going on. This including out of there the Ford Idaho Center Arena. We're talking Monster Jam here. And uh, you can check out that all weekend long, um, Saturday and uh, tonight at 7 p.m. We're going to give you tickets here to tonight's showing. Uh, you got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown first, though. Good luck. Got to be able to swing by before 4 o'clock and pick these tickets up, too. Those are the parameters. If that fits in your schedule, get on the phone, 208 208- 287-1003 and tried to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Good morning, man. What's your name? Jesus. Alright, hey Zeus, you're up first. Today is Johnny Knoxville's 51st birthday. Today's questions revolve around Mr. Johnny Knoxville himself. Hey Zeus, Johnny Knoxville starred in the big screen version of what campy TV series? Was it the Flintstones, Lost in Space, or the Dukes of Hazard? The Dukes of Hazard. Right. Correct. Big J, what Oscar nominee agreed to be quote unquote kidnapped by Johnny Knoxville on a famous episode of Jackass? Oh, God. 
Nominee or Oscar nominee or winner? Nominee. <laughs> oh boy. Um, let's go with uh, let's go with Tom Hanks. Wrong. No, he no, would be an Oscar I, winner. You know I don't watch Jackass the show. Matt Dillon, Brad Pitt, or Eddie Murphy. Let's go with Matt Dillon. Wrong. Brad Pitt? Right. Brad Pitt was famously in an episode of Jackass oh, where he good agreed for him, man. to be kidnapped. He actually did a couple of stunts, and uh, only one made the cut, but the kidnapping one did. Hey, Zeus, that means you won Monster Jam tickets. Did not get to all my Johnny Knoxville questions. They'll be saved until next week. <laughs> Great. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We're talking lounge at the end of the universe next on the X-Rocks. <laughs> That is Green Day. That is Basket Case. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's another full weekend of awesomeness at the lounge at the end of the universe. So it's always great to catch up with Jen Adams from the lounge and give you all the updates on what's happening this weekend. Good morning, Jen. How are you? <laughs> Good morning. I love it. Yeah, we, we're always so busy on the weekends and with two rooms, we have multiple shows. So uh, uh, you're just asking me how was Saturday? And I was like, which part? <laughs> yeah. We had three things. Which part are you asking about? All, all good. All yes, good. that's the good news. Yes. Yeah, uh, same thing. No different this weekend. We have a ton of stuff going on. Um, uh, tonight, obviously, we have Welly Jackson. I'm so excited. He's here uh, from New York. Flew all the way out here just to perform. Loves Boise. Found out about it at the Idaho Comedy Fest that we threw last year. And uh, and, and we were just talking about how, you know, uh, even before I moved here 14 years ago when I was coming out, I, I just thought it was like a big potato field. <laughs> And then you get here and you're like, oh, there's a city here. Cool. Yeah. Um, and now uh, all these New Yorkers know it, too. So I get to bring people out from uh, from all the big cities that uh, that, that are, this one's catching up to, which is crazy. So 7 o'clock tonight, he's on. And then uh, and then 9, we have Things in Company, which follows right afterwards. Um, and then tomorrow, we're doing a surprise late show, which is going to be super fun. But uh, but there's a bunch of stuff before that. So uh, Coral, who's actually my business partner, is in the studio with me because uh, she does everything beer. So okay. she's like Ooh. the beer goddess of the lounge and curates everything there. So uh, so she'll let you know what that's about. Hi, Coral. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, so we have a, a St. Patrick's Day beer event going on. We're having an Irish off okay. on Thursday. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. I've been cultivating uh, a bunch of Irish beers from all over Idaho. So we're going to have Irish Reds from Wallace up at the center of the universe. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to have Crescent Brewing out in Nampa, uh, as well as County Line out in Garden City. Uh and um, oh goodness, I'm having a brain fart all of a sudden. Uh, White Dog okay. has an Irish stout that I'm really excited to put on top. Very cool. So wow. an opportunity for you to try out some great local beers from all over the state for uh, for St. Patrick's Day, which of course is really what the holiday is all about. It's just getting hammered, right? And having a good time. I, I mean, I, I don't know about other people, but that's what it's about for me. <laughs> I think, it's, I think uh, that's for sure. Yeah, that and corned beef. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's what we're missing. Oh. <laughs> what did you do? Because? Come try the corned beef stout. It's deli- oh, that's, that just made my stomach Wait, turn. that might Sorry, get everybody. me to drink some beer. Oh, my God. Traditionally, we will also be pouring green beers. If anybody wants them, we'll have a probably 3 or $4 mm. special on those. So. Beautiful. Perfect. Yeah, and, and by the way, that is for St. Patrick's Day. I just want to make sure we got it in because we're only in on Fridays. So, yeah. so let's get back to this weekend because then tomorrow we have a, uh, a, a spring bazaar during the day. So, you know, we, we do these. We, we love all of our local artists and make 
makers. So once a month and sometimes twice a month, we'll invite up to 40 of them to come set up tables all throughout the gem building. Uh, and so we will be able to just ha have you see some cool stuff that people are making. Uh, you can support local artists. You can support local. I mean, people make candles, jewelry, all kinds of things. So if you're looking for gifts, it's a great thing to do. But just come out and see how talented there people here in the Treasure Valley are as well. And then uh, we have 7 o'clock show again with Welly. And then we're adding a late show at 1030. So, uh, and typically, if you like your comedy a little bit more kind of, uh, you know, I don't know, racy or blue or whatever. Risque. Uh, th yeah. Oh, th th that's so classy of you, Jay. Thank you. Um, that's a first. Yeah. <laughs> you look a little stunned. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, that show is going to be a little bit more kind of out there. So, so definitely come out for that. So, I don't want to take up too much time, though, because uh, my talent who came all the way from New York is here. So, why don't you guys uh, kick it with Welly? Beautiful. Lounge at Boise.com is where you can grab tickets to all the shows and see everything that's going on. And as previously mentioned, Welly Jackson is in studio. Good morning, man. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate it. Good morning. Thanks for having me, man. I love being in Boise. Uh, we love that you love being here. And I am a huge fan of your origin story, if you will, how you kind of got into comedy because you were into sports, you were a basketball player, yeah. and then something went sideways and you're like, you know what? I'm pretty damn funny. I should get up on a stage, right? Yeah. I was playing basketball. I got hurt. I hurt my shoulder. And then, you know, now I got time to do homework and and, and think. And it's like, all right, well, we're we not doing the homework. Uh, I realized I, I've been broke this whole time I've been, been in college. I think it's time to make some money. And it's like, you know, at that point. Uh, college basketball players weren't even college athletes. You can't, you couldn't, you weren't allowed to make money. Now it's completely different. Yeah. But um, I'm like, well, this is where real life kicks in. And I was doing radio, like I was working at Sirius XM. Well, it was just Sirius yeah, then, yeah. no XM. And uh, everybody always told me I was funny, and I'm like, yeah, get, get out of here. I'm not comedian level funny. And but so I did it to like. You know, it was annoying. So I was like, hey, I'm going to show y'all that I'm not really that funny. Like, I'm the funny guy at the barbecue. And <laughs> the first show I did, it was Andrew Schultz. He had a show in New York City. Shout out to Schultz. Schultz is, like, crazy huge now. Um, he put me on his show, and he was like, yo, you really funny. I was like, I ain't Chris Rock and Steve Harvey funny. That ain't what I just did. He goes, bro. You got laughs at every joke you told. And I was like, okay, like that's what comedians supposed to do. <laughs> like he goes, nobody else got laughs <laughs> on every joke. And they've been doing this for years. Yeah. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and he was like, you want to do the next show? And then I did the next show. And 10 years later, I'm up here in Boise kicking it with y'all, man. It's pretty awesome, man. Yeah. And I imagine New York has to be not, it can't be an easy place to break through comedy wise, right? No, it's not easy. I mean, it's super competitive. And I always say comedy's not even, like, I've played real competitive sports. Comedy's not even competitive at all. Like, <laughs> but, you know, people try to compete. I, I think it's silly. I laugh at it because. If I get a Pepsi commercial, that doesn't mean you can't get Coca-Cola. You could still get Red Bull. Right. All three of us millionaires. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, Mountain Dew still yeah. has commercials. But, but, you know, so why are we competing? Sprite is still out here. You That's know right. what I mean? That's right. Yeah, yeah, everybody gets a little piece of the pie yeah. if they want it. I like that very much. And, of course, you know, you've also broken through and done some TV stuff, man. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of The Last OG. I know that uh -huh. you were involved in that show as well. And you, have, you and Tracy Morgan have yeah. a great relationship, too. Yeah, I, I wrote the last OG. Um, that was a dope experience just to uh, 
Like that's the, to see the whole thing come together. Like it was an idea. And I thought nobody cares about like the ideas of like black kids growing up and like the silly stuff we see, like people going in and out of jail, coming home. Now they got to get reintroduced to their family all over again. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like like my uncle, that is his life. And I'm like, nobody cares about this. And then little did I know, TBS was like, tell me more. <laughs> so. That is awesome, man. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, you're going to be this weekend. Uh, now, three shows at the Lounge at the end of the year. Just universe. added another show. Love it. Uh, loungeboise.com is where you can grab those tickets. And then you also have your podcast stuff that you do, too, yeah. as well, right? Wellies World Podcast on every podcast platform, YouTube, everything. Apple, Apple Podcast, Spotify. I'm just having fun with it. You know, it really was. <laughs> Started to see how much money was in podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, 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 who are you? You get a three million dollars for what? Yep. I fell asleep during your first episode. Three million. <laughs> Give me four podcasts, please. Can I get four of them? I'm, I'm ordering up podcasts like it's McDonald's. <laughs> Give me four of them, please. Let's go. I Extra sauce on the side. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to quickly uh, acclimate to being a business person, right? I mean, yes. you're being a, co- a comedian and having a great time, but then you're like, there's all these business opportunities now besides just doing stand-up. You know, yeah. you have to get well-versed in that. How, how did you, you know, get up to speed on that? Well, I always tell people I've been doing business longer than I've been doing comedy. <laughs> and I, I always realize that if you're not good at doing business, you're going to be taken advantage of. A la the music business. Every artist yeah. after their third, fourth album go, I'm not making no money. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. we thought you were rich this whole time. What you mean? <laughs> so, you know, I've always paid attention to that. And I have a radio background. So you see artists up front. And I'll be like, wow, um, he got all this jewelry on. He's making. And then the program director goes, you know, he's not rich at all. (laughs) (laughs) At all. (laughs) Like, and so it's like, if you're just out here just telling jokes, you're going to be doing exactly that forever. And comedy doesn't pay a lot of money unless you do other things well. Like, if you're just a comedian and you're funny, Good luck selling tickets. <laughs> right. You got to get on TV. You got to write TV. You got to tour with other big names. And then you can come back to comedy and make good money. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people think, and I play into this a lot. A lot of people think, ah, oh, he's a comedian. They can't make much money. Nah, you right. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I make more money in a weekend than you do a month. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But also, you've been hustling for 10 yeah. plus years. You, you know got, what I mean? Yeah. Yes, people don't see that. Like, people, like, um, People go like, ah, I too can do comedy and make X amount of dollars in a weekend. You can if you work your butt off for 10 years and you don't start off with that. You know, you're going to you're going to do a lot of free stuff. You know what I mean? And but you got to make sure you're learning at each step of the way. Like a lot of times you're not you're going to I tell people because people ask me for advice all the time. I tell them. You're going to go broke in this. <laughs> so if the, you're doing this to make a quick buck, it's not going to work out. Right. You're going you, to have two shows one night and no gas to get there. 
<laughs> right. Exactly. Well, are you going to stay home or are you going to find a way? And then you you learn that and then boom, 10 years later, maybe five years later, maybe 15 years later, maybe 20 You'll never even have to worry about gas anymore because you done bought two electric cars. There you go. There you <laughs> go, man. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah. But you cracked the code. But listen, yeah. man, I mean, you're good at what you do. You're a talented, funny guy, and that's why you are here. And the podcast is amazing. If people want to check you out on socials or your website, what's the best place to, to chase you down there? Welly Jackson on everything. That's W-E-L-L-I-E. It's Welly, not Willie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Knock it off. Yeah. 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 It's Welly. Because like, people go... Uh, they'd be like, what's your name? I'm like, Welly. And they'd be like, oh, hey, nice to meet you, Willie. Like, no, I didn't say it wrong. <laughs> I assure you I did not say it wrong. But, yeah, Welly Jackson all across the board. You go to WellyJackson.com. That's, like, the headquarters. You, we got merch. We got we got everything up there. We got all the show dates. You guys coming to the shows this weekend? I've got my children, so I can't take them to your adult-themed yeah. shows. But Why I definitely, not? I know. Well, listen, they don't get it. They don't get the blue stuff, man. I try. Plus, right. I'm trying to keep them from swearing. They're at that uh-huh. age where they're very impressionable, and I don't need them saying the F word in school because then I'd be you. really, really, really big trouble. So. I got, but that'll be funny, though. <laughs> You're right. I'm it's, not going to say I wouldn't laugh. Especially Jackson. <laughs> like Monday morning, like, hey, hey, what was his name? His name's Jackson. Hey, Jackson. Oh, all right, cool. That's my man. You're probably my cousin or something. <laughs> yep. Shout out to Jackson. Um, so, hey, Jackson, how was your weekend? And like, oh, uh, I went to the comedy show with my dad. Uh, you know, first, uh, it was a two-drink minimum. <laughs> like, what? That's right. That's <laughs> what right. are you talking about? And he can learn about Irish beer. See, I guess I, I guess I got to get it. He's got to grow up sometime, there right? There you go. Makes sense. But check him out, loungeboise.com, and follow him on all the socials. Welly, awesome to have you in here, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Appreciate man. It. Of course. Go check out loungeboise.com for all the events happening this weekend. It's going to be a blast. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Priorities. Well, that's new. And here we go again. Well, that's new. A Florida woman is being charged with a DUI after being pulled over because she was high on deodorant spray, Big J. That, according to the Martin County Sheriff's Office, her name is Kathleen Theodore. She's 31. She was pulled over on Sunday. And deputies then noticed a can, excuse me, a stack of empty right guard cans in her car. According to the CBS affiliate there, which report, first reported the incident, the vehicle smelled strongly of deodorant, and Theodore, who cops say appeared impaired, first explained away the idea by saying, listen, I just like the smell of deodorant, man. I like to spray it all over the place. But she later conceded that she had a couple of drinks earlier in the day, and then she just started huffing the right guard after she got into her car. So she was arrested, Big J, because that is under the influence. I didn't know that that was a thing, but I guess you learn something new every day. Right. No kidding. And uh, gross. Yeah. Yeah. That seems... Poor lady. Desperate. I mean, that seems really, really dark if you're if that's the, the path that you've gone down. Um, but then again, Big J, as you've told me, way more affordable than crack. So what do I know? <laughs> Priorities or here we go again. Here we go again. A Hungarian woman is in a new romantic relationship. Ooh. A 28-year-old woman named Sandra has completely given up on human love, and now she is in a committed relationship with a large model airplane, Big J. I wonder what kind. (laughs) The model airplane that she built is named Lufinus. And Sandra says she's always kind of had a thing for airplanes, and she even got a job in the aviation industry when she was surrounded by planes. But when she laid her eyes on this white plastic model plane, it was love at first sight, man. She even broke up with her human boyfriend right on the spot. 
and said, I met somebody new, bro. Oh, God. Can you imagine just a second, okay? You're that guy. And you're dating bat, you know what, crazy lady, and she dumps you for a model plane. What do you do? I imagine the confidence takes a hit at the beginning, but then you're probably like, man, what a golden parachute that was. It could have really, really gotten myself into a bad relationship. You couldn't leave me for a lady? I mean, still, it's it's got to do something to the ego, but uh, I feel like you should consider that a near miss. She says, <laughs> yeah, she can't well, explain why she loves the airplane. She just loves it, and he's beautiful and her soulmate. So what's going to happen? I don't know, but she does say she's never going to cheat on her airplane boyfriend, so there's but that. But she's been given that, uh, that RC truck some side eye. <laughs> Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on her uh, model stuff. Watch out. Wrap it up with priorities. And some people had them all wrong. Police in Florida say a security camera caught the moment a man was struck by an SUV as he exited a convenience store on Tuesday evening. Police say the 21-year-old female driver says she meant to hit the brake, but she accidentally pressed the accelerator instead. And so she ends up tagging this guy right around his waistline and was thrown right back into the store, which couldn't have felt good. Deputies say the man had to be transported to the hospital with injuries to his face from the broken glass, but he is expected to recover. But what makes this a story is because when he actually came to, he just wanted to know and ask the deputies if the beer that he purchased was okay. So he didn't care about his face being all caught up. He just wanted to make sure the beer he bought was in good shape. Police say the driver will now face likely careless driving charges, but uh, his beer was fine in case you're curious, Big J. But that probably shouldn't be concern number one after you've been hit by a car. Is, hey, where's my beer? Although maybe hey, there's a beverage here, man. You could use one after that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines, your bad impressions next on the app. So far, I'm not impressed. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Bad impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location. Next Ido Center exit off the freeway. And we have for you here our last pair of tickets to Monster Jam happening this weekend out there at Ford Idaho Center Arena. You've got uh, the showing tonight at 7 o'clock. We will get you uh, tickets to that if you can figure out bad impressions and you can pick them up before 4 o'clock here at the radio station. 208-287-1003 is our phone number. Big J's got three clues pointing to somebody pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less, and you are going to Monster Jam tonight. Hello, the X. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, who's this? Jackie. Good morning, Jackie. You're up first. Good luck. Blockers, Daddy's Home, and Trainwreck, just a few of the comedies that helped me move from wrestling to movie stardom. I think I know. One more, please. Nicole Byer and myself are hilarious commentators for the classic competition Wipeout. Oh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, crap. Can I get the last one, please? Yep. Hope you all enjoyed me as Peacemaker in, well... Peacemaker on yes. HBO Max. John Cena. There you go. Good you job, Jackie. Yeah. Hang on one second. We'll get you those Monster Jam tickets. Way to go. Uh, why is Jonathan Cena in the news? I, you know, I think I mentioned this maybe uh, earlier uh, down the road, but uh, it's uh, confirmed now. Will Forte has joined John Cena in Coyote versus Acme. It's a live-action comedy in which the Roadrunner's arch-enemy sues the Acme Corporation for the failed devices he has received from them as seen as a classic cartoons. 
that sounds hilarious to me. Is it like a, a Space Jam kind of thing where it's like a combination of cartoons or is it all live action? Like, uh, like I, you don't see the Coyote and Roadrunner. Yeah, I didn't do that deep of a dive on it, um, but uh, I guess we'll find out. Do we know who John Cena is in the movie? Uh, no. Like, is he a lawyer for... I can't imagine that. He's I don't know, be- but, you know, we, what we learned in Peacemaker, anyways, is that he can he can go from being uh, a comedic high point to also a tragic, soulless person at the same instance. Don't think you're so, going to see a lot of tragic soulness in Acme versus the... Well, I mean, you know, the Coyote, there's a lot of sadness within that whole character. I, I agree. I'm not sure they're going to explore that in the movie, though. Well, come on. <laughs> Take I it mean, dark, man. I don't think I don't think they're ready for the gritty realism of Looney Tunes. Uh, <laughs> but maybe you're right. We will see. But uh, I am happy to know be. that he is working, and uh, Will Forte as well. Great guy. Oh man, that's a, that's a comedy duo meant to, to be. Former guest of the morning after. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Just got official word. That show is officially sold out. Motionless in white, Black Veil Brides, Ice Nine Kills. You cannot buy tickets any longer to that. It is sold out for the Rev Center coming up on the 28th of this month. So my advice, listen to the X if you want your tickets into the show. And you can check out their new song, uh, Cyber Hex, uh, probably maybe tonight with Randy or at least for sure on exclusive. Black Veil Brides? No, uh, Motionless in White. Gotcha. Uh, That's the song that that is coming out. They They just announced a new album too, right? Yes. So they are going to be busy, and it'll be a crazy show coming up on the 28th, that's for sure. Special thank you today to our friend Wally Jackson for coming in and talking about his three shows this weekend at Lounge at the End of the Universe. Thank you to Jen and Coral from the Lounge for coming in and talking about their events as well. Thank you to our friend Scott New for popping on and talking about the Boise Roadster show today. Lots of happening. It was a very busy Friday show, and that leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, hey, uh, Ghost's new album, Para, is out today so check that out well that's it that's it okay check out the new ghost album courtesy of big j uh have you listened to it well not how well, i've been here all morning with you I, <laughs> but things can get advanced to us oh, early I did not uh, uh, you have advanced. a connection at the record label i did they did not okay. advance me right. now i'm gonna yell at them you're right morning after with what nick the hell? and big j jason drew is coming in here next we will see you guys on monday it's the x the Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.